another episode of podcast for two people in this wibbly wobbly year of 2021 uh and again we're shunting back quite a few years to talk about if yeah this might be the oldest movie we've watched for this even older than Sanjuro and Yojimbo. Uh, yes, besides, <laughs> they, they aren't they aren't Japanese samurai movies. Yo. Um, yeah. Uh, if Lindsay if. Anderson's If, uh, uh, 1968 film, it uh, stars Malcolm McDowell in a, probably a breakout role for him. I believe it's what Stanley Kubrick saw. And he's like, oh yeah, I need him for Clockwork Orange. Either that it was a. Oh, Lucky Man from 1973. Really, really fucking fantastic uh, kind of um, role with Malcolm McDowell. And uh, it's, yeah, you can really see, like, the prototype. Like, young little Alex. Yeah. (laughs) And uh, I had said this also kind of early on. It's like, you know, does this guy feel like, uh, you know, uh, Salinger's Catcher in the Rye, Holden? Yeah. just kind of like if he just kind of stopped giving a fuck about posers <laughs> and kept going to bowling just school. Just phonies, okay? Yeah. Just don't like phonies. Don't like phonies. You're a phony. Yeah. Not uh, like me, though. And I kind <laughs> of like looking back at this it makes you kind of feel a lot of things. It's kind of like how they say, you, you should go read Catcher in the Rye like different times in your life. Really grab what it's about. I mean, I, I liked it fine yeah. when they made me read it for school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was like, this is fine. This is a good. This, this is a good book. Yeah. I like complain. I've, I've I've read several books. Not very many. I'm not like a book reading kind of guy. <laughs> like I enjoy them. I I, just I don't make don't. enough time for them. I suppose. Yeah. It's mostly just video games, movies, and chillax and vibin. Really. Yeah. I have. Uh, I'm kind I'd of rather. Dumb. I'd rather. I'd rather melt my brain. I guess instead of. Yeah, strengthen it. Yeah, flex your noodle muscles. If if by the time I'm fifty, if I'm not like straight up like dementia ridden. Yeah. By fifty. Yeah, just holes all what over am I your doing? brain. What am I doing? Right. Yeah. So like with if you do kind of have to like flex your noodle muscles a little bit, I'd say like uh, especially kind of towards the end things start to unravel. It gets pretty abstract. Quickly. It gets pretty abstract. Yeah. Like uh, you think that you have a whole sweater in front abstract. of you. Yeah. More maybe more like uh. It's like dreamlike yeah yeah like you put on your favorite sweater only to find out halfway through the day that it's a cardigan it's a completely different color and by the end of the day when you go to take it off you realize you're wearing a winter jacket and you're also in bed with somebody you went to school with 20 years ago yeah it's very (laughs) very fucking strange um but uh it, it was enjoyable for that and i think that is indeed why you had chosen it for us to for us to cover, and we do actually have a couple of recommendations in the bank. Uh, we were thinking about doing a uh, double feature today, but holy crap, did time get away from us? So it, I'm pretty excited about this one, though. It uh, it definitely kind of got me thinking. Um, I don't know if I like. That's what a good. That's, a, that's what a movie should do. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not just there a for film. you to be like, I liked the it. Yeah. I liked it. I liked when. Hobbs and Shaw blew out the window. I get when Vin Vin Diesel cum blasted Paul Walker out of the flaming wreckage. Yeah, for real. They docked penises to go faster. (laughs) This is the only way. Yeah. All right. uh, All right, man. (laughs) We'll quit him out at a time. (laughs) So if 
if you couldn't tell by uh, my uh, shitty way of putting it, uh, it's like, you know, Holden uh, going back to boarding school. It is indeed about some... The, the rigidity yeah. of uh, British tradition yeah, uh, kind of co- uh, clashes with the uh, youthful rebellion of mm-hmm. a changing post-war time. And it's kind of funny. I had no idea that you had brought, like, or what this film was about before mm. you brought it over. And uh, we had gone out to grab some food. And uh, upon coming back, we were making fun of, like, a youngster on a hoverboard. And I'm like, go home and play Fortnite. And I was like, man... I'm old. Like that's that's an adult ass thing to say. Like yeah. that, that kid's just vibing, man. And uh, I had uh, proposed a question to you. Do you think that this is this is what becoming an adult is? You know, you just kind of um, become more rigid, and you kind of like look at the youngsters, and you're like, man, you're dumb. <laughs> you don't know. You're dumb. Yeah, it's silence, fool. How dare you not get broken down by life yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You cogs. And it's just, it's it's so useless. It's yeah. so useless. Looks like someone hasn't been crushed by the overbearing weight of, like, modern society. Oh, yeah, exactly. And it's just, like, no one no one can really get any anyone prepared for that. It's, it's all, you know, experience and shit like that. And therefore, you should never look down on someone that hasn't had to go through those strifes. Uh, or through that strife, rather. Uh, and in this we look at tradition that's just like how dare you disregard this it has always been this and it's just um it's so funny it's a it's an old take that some would say like okay yeah been done yada yada but at the same time you need to think about it has it changed at all has it changed really at all not really no no maybe it's presented differently but uh the 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 core mm-hmm. at its core it's still pretty much the same um the old functions literally to push the younger to rebel to make better to break the mold to create more and it just always falls on the younger generation to better the older in whatever ways you know and of course like i'm not saying like every person over the age of 35 is you know not a good person or practices bad things and is therefore just trash human but it's it's more like the majority of a generation believes one thing because they were brought up one way and lived in a society in a certain way they put on the joker makeup yeah and said we do indeed live in this (laughs) society but then jared leto's joker comes up and says no you don't get it (laughs) we live in this society you don't get it do you yeah and so uh it's it's just a handing down of things and someone puts their own you know they add to it and um for some reason uh, all of these kind of um honestly I, i i'm i can't really speak of anything other than like say like American and uh, Western European culture, as far as like Britain is considered, with with uh, tradition and how things were like America, we always have the good old days, and it's like ooh, that's scary. The yeah, good old days are a nightmare land. Yeah, it's like the good. They're good and old if you're white. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's a lot of a. Uh repressed homosexuality in this film that oh yeah comes to light yeah and it seems like that's kind of always been the case as far as like uh kind of played out they even talk about it um 
in Catcher in the Ride, just like vaguely here and there, where it's like you're literally these are the only people you interact with for months. Yeah, it's an all boys school. Yep, sleeping next to them, showering naked with them, uh, eating with them, going through all of your uh, life experiences with them. Like there's literally stealing a motorcycle and having maybe having sex in the middle of a coffee shop with the waitress i don't know yeah yeah after like essentially playing like uh apex predator with her (laughs) you know like just two jungle cats going at it it's um it's really strange you know it's uh and it's like is it repressed sexual tension or is it uh or feelings rather or is it repressed homosexual you know feelings because it's um it's one of those things where it's like perhaps they've just been here so fucking long that they haven't even been able to develop. It's like it's almost comparable to a, you know, like prison. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like um humans need some form of intimacy whether um you know like unless you're ace you're going to want some sort of sexual gratification. Um you know, so like you either crank your hog or you go over to your homie's place and you're like, crank my hog and I'll crank your hog. <laughs> you know? Just, and what just if, clowning. Yeah, just clowning. Like, you know, playing cricket, playing rugby, and then, like, you know, hog cranking. It's, uh, it's boarding school. And so it's, like, um, something that was that's also really touched on this is um, kind of like a, a master-slave kind of relationship between I believe that they were called the whips, which were like essentially the the boarding school yeah, police, like senior the seniors who are cops, basically like yeah. what what they call them, like RAs. Yeah, 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 and like they literally have the same authority like, as the fucking headmaster. Yeah, like you see them, you're doing exactly what they say when they say it, and it's it's very much so. Um, Oh, what was that? Pennsylvania State. Um, I think it was Pennsylvania State. The the psych um, uh, test that they did, where they like made some people uh, prison guards and then other people prisoners, and tried to like break it down. Like Milgram? No, no, no. It's fine. Whoever is listening is probably much smarter than I am and can remember this. We're getting ass blasted in the comments right now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but yeah, uh, it's, it's one of those things where you give someone authority who also likely got beat down because of, you know, something. There's that character, I think his name was Shane. Uh, he, he was like, he kind of had like bad skin or whatever. And, um, he also, uh, like he was essentially acting like a whip. He was essentially like that. Uh, school years um, kind of like head student and he was supposed to keep everyone in line and um, in doing that everyone else kind of like had it out for him and um, you could tell that he was going to end up being one of those whips and that he would then exact his revenge on the underclassmen when it came time he was definitely shaping up to be that kind of thing and so it's like these these environments they just breed monsters they just breed monsters. See, I was wondering if, like, the whips truly believed that they were doing a service to their country. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> you know, maybe really? maybe that one. Yeah. The the bookish one. I can't quite remember his name. 
Yeah. But um, he was, definitely there was Roundtree and some Roundtree was awful. Yeah, Roundtree Round sucks. Fuck Roundtree. All my homies hate Roundtree. Yeah, all my homies know about that Roundtree. <laughs> and yeah, so he was he was definitely one of those monsters, truly, where he was just like, well, why haven't you picked your pretty like your pretty little boy? I know you're into blondes and like yeah, very much so even outside of say homosexuality or any sort of sexuality we're talking about like pretty much just like soft playing at pedophilia and like it's pretty fucked up um and just you know like you're going to you're going to be my little thing my play thing uh waking me up in the morning to shave my face for me so on and so forth and it's like all these duties that no no one should need <laughs> someone to do for them. Right. And it's like, regardless of tradition, uh, you know, so like when we look at the other characters, you know, Malcolm McDowell and... Uh, so Travis and yes. uh, Johnny, I believe. Yeah, uh, we had uh, Wallace and Johnny. Wallace and Johnny. Yep. Um, that were essentially just like the only friend group everyone else seemed the like cool brothers splintered yeah they were cool <laughs> I guess they, they were a like a little uh, art room that they hid in they're cool uh, yeah like zine zine cutout room yeah yeah and it's they like, hung out and drank Smirnoff I mean, you're just cool kids smoke stuff. cigarettes and fucking talk about goofy shit uh, and, uh, like the titties in the magazines yeah you know yeah they didn't have you gotta understand folks they didn't have phone phone back then no yeah, phone no phone no, no games phone for fat or yeah, no games on they phone. Yeah, they can't match red with red and blue with blue <laughs> to get that M4 and that army helmet to kick down the door and kill the zombies and they're just save hanging the girl. out. They're just hanging out in the room in their underwear, staring at like naked ladies, and all of a sudden, like in like less than two seconds, like eight zombies are in the room, like yeah. eating somebody. Oh no! And then they have to like jump out the window and then Act shimmy quickly. along. Yeah, <laughs> yep. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. So play, play now free. Play now, play now free. Use code uh, DICKSUCK777. <laughs> For 20% off, 30,000 gems, only $500. It's a limited offer, okay? Yeah, you have one hour. So um, They didn't have that. No, they, did, they, they had none of that. They, they had, had to this, start fresh. Yeah, they had this room, and basically just kind of like the walls were supposed to be like their interpretation of the world and their personalities. And, you know, like, we see all of these, you know, like, excerpts from war. We see political figures. We see um, kind of, like, Some of the uh, younger classmen, they had, like, uh, pictures of, like, Che Guevara Mm -hmm. in, like, Sitting Bull. Yeah, yeah. Like, you'd think you'd also see, like, a Rage Against the Machine poster. Yeah, back in, like, 68, you know. With like just the the fist and the star and like and the uh, just like a a, a tie dye pot leaf. Mm hmm. Yeah. And then like an invader zoom. Right. Like. Just why not? Yeah. The S. The cool S. Oh, dude. Yeah. A whole <laughs> bunch of cool S's. And maybe the anarchy A. Yeah, and I mean, I, I thought that the structure of the film was pretty interesting because you know at first we're following. Um, I want to say, what was it? What was that like little kid's name? Uh, Jude. Jude. Yeah, I think it was Jude, honestly, uh, but I'm I'm not super great with um, the uh, oh Jute, Jute, Jute. Yes. 
So this uh, this jute fella, young young kid, like he's got to be like ten, eleven, somewhere around. He's there. just a baby. Yeah, and he is brand new and just gets subjected to all the horrors of boarding school life, and um, you know it, it's it's kind of weird because at first it starts to kind of balance between jute and um, Travis, but then you know towards the end we just see Travis. But with Jute, it's like you kind of can see how someone would get munched up in the grinding gears. Like he's pretty much being uh, ostracized by his uh, classmates into like telling them like, "Yeah, you're not here to learn. You're here to learn how to behave here." Yeah, like, exactly. Like you need to know like not just what to say, but how to say it. Yeah, that was and like you need to know this because if you don't know exactly how to say this, like robotic tone you need to say it like this, we will all get beat, and you will have to do it again. Yeah. Like, one mistake from one person means the suffering of many. And it's just, um, again, why? Tradition. It always just comes back to... It's like, they did it to us, and now we're going to do it to you. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, uh, I think I might have said this in previous... uh, previous episodes but it's also kind of like one of my biggest pet peeves is the idea of if i suffered so shall you mm-hmm. you know like if uh or fuck you i got mine you yeah. know that kind of thing and it's just um imagine if your entire nation was built on that and was incapable of i don't want to i don't want to use the word normalize but Ooh, like yeah. it is <laughs> yeah i feel like it applies here oh yeah it let's, absolutely is. let's normalize uh Shutting the fuck up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Normalize shutting the fuck up and letting people just vibe and yeah. do their own thing. Like, maybe just once. <laughs> think about it. Yeah. Just think about it. So, like, after we see Jute kind of struggling and kind of going through the monotonous actions and, you know, not really, like, learning anything at all, and uh, we kind of go back to Travis, and at one point we actually see Travis have, like, an interaction that he somewhat enjoys, it seems, with, like, their um, their history teacher, I think it was, um, who poses, like, a very, very long-winded, winding and confusing question. That essentially boils down to, uh, we live in a society, don't we? Yeah, yeah, and then uh, how about you write me a 50-minute exam? Like, don't go a minute without writing... I want you to write me a 50-minute exam on this. And that was the class. And so it's like, you imagine that most of these classes are just, like, monotonous, almost like just, yeah, we're going to take up your time. We're going to kill you with boredom and just grind you down. Until you pretend to like it, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, like, that's when you have people like Shane or the Whips, you know, and then like the whips were like, we had to go through this, so we will make your life hell as well. And you know, Travis and his friends are the f- kind of people that are like rebellious in the late sixties, and that their hair is of medium length, <laughs> just a bit too long. Yeah, and I mean, when he and does like one of the first up, scenes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he shows up with a scarf covering his face. Uh, Travis does, mm-hmm. and finally he's able to like sneak off. And then he reveals that he had a he had a sick mustache the whole time, for the for the summer break, and then he has to you know cut it because he probably would have gotten ass blasted if uh yeah not clean shaven, 
doesn't have, you know, like, finely trimmed hair. You know, um, he gets called a degenerate every, every turn. And, um, yeah, like, towards the end, it's like, there's, there's a lot of scenes that might be a little jarring for some. So I would say, like, you know, maybe, like, a content warning of, like, some shooting of, like, you know, like, students in school, but there's not actually, like, a school shooting. It's, like, prop guns, kind of. It, dude, it gets so windy. It gets, yeah, it gets pretty out there. Yeah, so it's it's very, very odd, and I would say that it's probably up to viewer interpretation. Oh, yeah. Um, I honestly kind of took it almost like, um, say, thinking back to, uh, I believe, uh, young Alexi, at the end of uh, Come and See, where he's firing the gun into the picture of uh, Hitler, and he's just firing at the idea of Nazi fascism and everything like that. It's like they're firing these guns at tradition, you know, at the old way. And that was another thing is, like, when we see uh, that really goofy interaction where they have to apologize to a chancellor, and it starts to feel a lot like a fever dream, yeah. where an old man, like, where he's like, okay. He opens up, like, a fireplace cupboard. Yeah, and a whole man is just, like, laying down in it like it's a sarcophagus. And, you know, like, they just kind of pull him out. He, like, leans up, and they, like, shake his hand and apologize to him. And then he lays back down and gets put away. It's kind of like one of those things where it's, like, tradition can be wielded like a weapon or it's just brought out when it's useful, you know? Or, like, uh, you know what? I think that his whole thing was that he was the idea of, like, British service, because wasn't he also, like, the kind of, like, general so-and-so? Yeah, like, head... Yeah. Yeah. There was, like, the... I, I'm guessing it was the Dean character. Because, like, yeah. in that same scene, they pull the boys aside. Yeah. He's just like, look, I get it. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm a man of the 60s. Yeah. I know you you want to rebel. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Because I feel like I had those same speeches when I was that age. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. it wasn't after I had, like, uh, you know, shot up the school or anything. But, like... Right, yeah. Not like that. I'm not saying that's what happens. Right. Or does it? Right. I'm not saying that. I ain't saying it ain't. Right. Though. Yeah. But, um... <laughs> I, no, I, it just made me think back when I was just like, like, like you're too smart to be having grades like this. I'm like, shut up. Yeah, a teacher comes over to you, like, fixes your collar for yeah. you. Like, what do you do? What do you... What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Playing with your... Grabbing my <laughs> dumb little honkers. <laughs> I had a principal that used to, like, come up to me and, like, uh, like... Braid your hair? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you come into my office so I can put your hair in cornrows? <laughs> cornrows. <laughs> I'm like, no, sir, no thank you. Uh, no, um, like, uh, hoodie strings. Like, you just kind of, like, pull them up, pull them down, like, uh, how's, how's things? How, how you doing? And, like, like, cause I was that kid, my hair was down to my shoulders, man. And it, like, feathered itself. Um, I did fantastic on any sort of like practical exam any test anything like that but like just straight up i didn't really give a fuck in class and i would have much rather just been off doing something else and literally anything else and it was one of those things where like at that time didn't really like mesh with many of my other classmates other than my close circle of friends so we more or less kind of seemed ostracized and everything like that so it was constantly like hey, something dumb happened, 
I bet it was those kids. And it's like, you're literally talking to the nerdy kids. <laughs> like, we're the nerdy kids, actually. Like, we might look like we're miscreants because your general idea of what a miscreant looks like. But then you fucking put that back into... You're walking around blasting, I am whatever you say I am. <laughs> And then you have a Shadow the Hedgehog. Right. Uh, I mean, it was pretty edgy. I was listening Spider. to, like, KMFDM and, like, uh, yeah. And I just remember having <laughs> just some sort of, like, malaise of being, like, just, like, prepared and pushed into, like, the college oh, yeah, system. Yeah. I was like, why? Yeah. Why, why am I here, then? Yeah. Like, yeah. am I being prepared for that? And, I mean, it's... And, it's, like, all your teachers are like, oh, your professors are never gonna, like... All my friends that went to like college were just like, no, they don't give a shit. They don't give a they shit. They don't give a shit. I if mean, that's like, their experience. But if you literally like forgot about an assignment, I like in my first year of college, I remember forgetting an art history assignment, and uh, literally emailed my professor. Was like, hey, I'm sorry, I totally forgot about this. They're like, it's cool. Can you get it to me by the end of the day? I'm like, yeah. And they're like, sick. I'm gonna take off twenty percent because it's late. But, cool. And I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, don't worry about it. It's literally like a fifth of, like a less than a fifth of your grade. Like, if you do well on everything else or, like, you do your tests and everything, you're going to be fine. Yeah. You, will, you won't even be able to tell. And so it's like, we are all grinded down into a fine dust to be sifted into the education system afterward with no actual push to no, becoming... No, like, practical yeah. applications? No, none. And it's just, like, everyone has always said, like, why are we learning geometry, trigonometry, so on and so forth, and calculus in high school and not how to do our taxes or what it means, like, why you have to have a vehicle registration paid and, like, why, all this other shit. And it's just, like, yeah, it would be helpful, but that's not... You know, that's not a thing. Um, it will always probably be a question. There's there's no such thing as, like, a, enough practical applications that you can learn, and it's not really fair that you have to just experience them in order to learn them. It's, it's something that can easily be taught, but will never be taught, <laughs> because that's not a textbook that you can buy that propels the machine forward. Yeah, shout out to the people who are like, when you get pulled uh, into like the counselor's office where they try and do college prep shit. I'm like, guys, so what do you want to do? I'm like, dude, I'm like, I'm 16 years old. Yeah. You want me to decide what I want to do for the rest of my fucking life? Like, yeah. All these, like, I, I was, it was always like amazing to me yeah. to see all these other, like, my other, like, classmates be like, oh, I want to go into like astrophysics. Wanna, yeah, I want to be business. I want to be business. I'm I like, want to be business, yeah. And then, like, they, and then, you know, like, ten years later, they're, like, they're, you know, they work in a bank. Yeah, exactly. Like, they do, they do practical jobs. Yeah. Because, uh, it doesn't necessarily matter, and most degrees that you get actually don't add up to what you would actually be able to make. Yeah, it's, I don't know, you're just, you're just way too young to be yeah. making those kinds of choices. From from freshman year to junior year, I wanted to go into culinary arts, but it wasn't until my junior year that I actually kind of came full circle and realized what I actually wanted to do was own my own restaurant, make my own menu, cook the food, and have someone else run all the books. And I was like, you know what? That is a partnership 
that would pretty much just breed chaos unless I knew exactly what the fuck I was doing and exactly what they were doing and we were always on the same page. It's not going to happen. And then I was like, I want to go into psych. And I started psych and then, you know, like your typical human things happen. You get afflicted with some sort of uh, mental bullshit and then I just... I don't want to do psych. Yeah, and left school and... Now I'm just a functioning member of society, doing other things, learning skills as I go. And and it's not to say you shouldn't, like, aspire for higher learning or anything, but, like... Oh, yeah. Look at Erin. She's got a four-year degree, and she helps people every day by the hundreds. Yeah. You know, she's she's a brilliant lady, and, like, you know, we we know people that also have, you know, other college degrees. And like, you know, like... Right off the bat, like, you had to have gone to school with those kids, like, oh, they're going to be fine. They're going to be, like, running the place someday. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's just it. Is it's, um, I don't think it's for everyone, and I and therefore I don't think that it's fair that the, the system that we have and have had for apparently over 50 years, you know, continues to grind people into the same, same um, kind of mixture as everyone else. And throw them at the wall and just be like, you know what, if if one out of five sticks, that's good. It's like, what about the other uh, 80%? I remember reading something, <laughs> I imagine it's always applied, but basically it's like, your school years are meant to prepare you for a time that isn't going to exist anymore by the time mm-hmm. you're yeah. of age. Yeah. And that's, yeah, I feel like it was, it was uh, said uh, regarding, like, millennials, or, like, people our age, I guess. Yeah. Just, yeah, like, we don't live in the world that we were being prepared for no no and that's just it is that unless we can start to you know uh foresee the future (laughs) we'll never really be quite prepared but at the same time it's kind of funny you know what i what i had first said about if when we started this episode was we're looking at a film from 68 and i asked you has anything really changed Nah. So it kind of makes that that point that I just said of needing to see the future so that we can so on and so forth kind of moot. But at the same time, maybe it's even just the slight deviations, you know? Or maybe it's just a really simple answer that no one's willing to, you know, say. You know, is it just we need free education so that people can... Yeah, so we just... So we can just have people go do whatever makes them um, kind of interested and then have them all file in that way or should society just collapse in on itself and we all just bargain with shiny buttons all I know is somebody's gotta shovel the shit yeah someone's gotta do it yeah yeah someone will always have to shovel shit man I just uh, I don't know I don't know Maybe I'm um, too arrogant to think that it wouldn't be me. You know, does everyone think it wouldn't be me? Until you've like been doing it for like the last ten years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, you're always going to hearken back to what your parents said, what you have to do in order to uh, to succeed in life, and it's exactly what if is trying to say. Like, if you want to go somewhere, then you need to do well in school. You need to function like a proper person an adult yeah yeah come back to um what kind of started the whole tangent it was like the dean just sound like look i I get it boys like but yeah like you guys are usually the ones that like step up when needed like so i'm I'm giving you an opportunity to like do some real good work here 
Yeah. And then, like, the, oh, the end of the it. movie happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They uh, they definitely took that to heart. They uh, they brought change. And I think that that's another thing, is it's... Um, uh, change is never quiet. It's never subtle. It's always violent. It's loud. It's uncomfortable. And abrupt. You know, it's... Um, because if you try to be subtle about it, and if you try to just say, hey, guys, I was thinking maybe we could, I don't know, maybe treat everyone equally, they'd be like, you know what? Fine idea, but, you know, like, let's roll it over a little bit. Let's think about that. And then 50 years passes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and you're like, hey, uh, how's that coming along? Can we, like, maybe... I don't know. They do that, like, caveman face Leonardo Cap- DiCaprio does in uh, Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> unga, unga. You've like got one teeth. Congo. Yeah. you got one Congo, one Bunga. Caveman SpongeBob. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It's it, it been a long time since I watched this movie. I wanted to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, and for sure. And, um, yeah, I think that overall it, it does kind of speak quite a bit about change that needs to happen, why tradition is toxic, why it's bad, why um, institutions that push tradition or tell you this is the way things should be because they always have been are incredibly bad and are literally poisonous to uh, societal reform and thought. It's, It's literally the death of a person's id, honestly just um like kind of beat the individualism out of you yeah exactly uh no one should ever aspire to just be a suit and tie because money makes life easier and i want the most money it should be you know like what are you very good at that you enjoy doing that is what you should do you know we need goods and services we need someone who doesn't mind shoveling shit or maybe someone's like you know i don't mind shoveling shit but i don't want to do it all the time you know like that's those are the kinds of people that will make sure there's no shit ever to be shoveled you know nothing with um, a nothing with an easy answer no absolutely not and um i think the the biggest takeaway that i have from this is honestly um one one that I kind of identify with just by myself in that, um, you know, as I'm approaching 30, and I've been kind of making the joke lately, like, whenever someone asks me how old I am, I'm like, well, I'm nearly expired, uh, coming up at the age of 29. And, you know, from there, it's just rotting. <laughs> Fermenting, maybe. Yeah, you're done. Yeah, done. Yeah, and it's like, Brent, you've been, you've been 30 now. Not yet. Oh, yeah, no, not yet. We're coming. A few we, few short months. Yeah. It's Aaron that's turning 31. <laughs> and so it's, it's one of those things where, like, she had such a terrible time when she, um, when she, when she actually, you know, uh, turned 30. And, uh, you know, I, I hear a mix from people. Some people don't care. Some people are like, this is the, the death of my childhood, so on and so forth. And I honestly can't really see myself, um feeling like I'm like I'm aging, you know? But yeah, I mean, if you feel like it's too late to enjoy your life, then maybe it is. <laughs> right, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like if you allow yourself not to like to sound like that. one of those things where like mental problems like it's all in your mind, dude, but yeah. Like, yeah. I exactly. Know. I um I think that it's more just uh have you tried like just like not being sad? 
Right. Brahmaste. Brahmaste, bro. No, I think that it's it's mostly just like a state of mind kind of realization of I'm I'm turning thirty. There are people that are just coming into all of the experiences that I had when I was in my twenties and you, stuff. You take account of all the time that's passed, mm-hmm. and then uh, you loathe the time you have left. Yeah, that's kind of yeah where I'm at. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. At least I don't mean not loathe, but um, it's just like holy shit. I have probably less time now, don't I? Yeah, yeah. It, the 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 clock's ticking. Face facing mortality at an early age. Just the yearly reminder that, of your mortality. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, like you know, typically what they say is like someone in their twenties kind of feels like they're invincible, they're the juggernaut. You can't you can't be touched. And it's like I don't know, man. I had a, I had quite a few uh, <laughs> close close encounters of the deadly kind here and there. <laughs> but I mean, maybe that's that's kind of what shapes you into. Um, being a little bit uh, more cautious as you get older. That's uh, every time you nearly die, you get that much better at surviving, perhaps. But um, yeah, I, I uh, kind of thinking back to just that first thought that I had of that kid just like staring down at his phone while he's like hoverboarding. We're like, yo, is that kid gonna stop before like, you know, he gets to the road and we're like over top of him? It's like, I'm gonna keep going. Yeah. He may have the right of way, but I'm going to keep going. Yeah, and I just remember being like, you got this dumb fucking oversized slouch beanie, texting on him phone, maybe playing Fortnite on his iPhone, on him hoverboard, and I'm like thinking to myself in my head like, wow, I bet someone thought that exact thing when they saw me rolling down the road on my fucking black label skateboard. Smoking endo, sipping yeah, on gin and juice. Like wearing my laid fucking back. like uh <laughs> laid back. With your mind on your money. Yeah. And your money on your mind. <laughs> wearing my uh like uh goodwill um like trash man work shirt with the reflective stripes. Just looking real Bring fucking fly. Yeah. Probably listen to like, I don't know, fucking Deftones on a Zune. <laughs> you know, and like just vibing with my uh, with my crazer. See, honestly, I, 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 real quick, I never had like a I anything. Yeah. Nor a Zune until like 2012. So mm-hmm. I was rolling with CDs. Hell yeah! Very hell energy. yeah! Um, I was gonna say something. No, I wasn't. Go ahead. Okay. So I mean, just to kind of finish that thought is like, you know, it, not I am the enemy, but it's just more like no, you're you should be focusing on how you can make things better for that kid on that fucking hoverboard. Even Not, if, like, just the overall side of him makes you feel a deep-seated disgust for no real good reason. Yeah, yeah, other <laughs> um, than... Yeah, I just saw a kid, I thought, like, what if his, like, legs were still on the hoverboard just yeah. going down the street and his torso was a few blocks down? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. normal shit. Yeah, what his head would look like on a stick. <laughs> I, I wanted to... I almost brought over on American Psycho. On my piano. I almost brought over American Psycho. Oh, yeah. There we go. Yeah. What's a, what's a podcast with a couple guys going into their 30s uh, about unless it fucking covers American Psycho? Yeah. We got to get all the uh, the uh, the edgy white boy character movies. We yeah. got Fight Club. Oh, God. No. Nope. I'm Psych- not covering Fight Club. What? Nope. You don't want to? <laughs> no. No, I've I've listened and watched Fight Club so many times. I've read the comics. I've read the book. I just 
Man, it is it has been every facet of my life, or it was from like the age of fucking when it came out. Like the you miss the point by idolizing them starter pack characters. Yeah, exactly. Collect all ten. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, God, yeah. Like uh, I think we had that conversation where it's like I was really fucking stupid because I was like my brother named me after Tyler Durden and James Rose the War Machine from Iron Man from Marvel Comics. I'm supposed to be like cool, strong, fucking big, bold, fancy, whatever. All these fictional anti-hero like people, yada yada. And it's just like yeah, but Iron Man's uh, War Machine has a perverted sense of liberty and justice. While he himself is of a, a victim of that same justice, being a black man, over and over again, Tyler Durden is a terrible, terrible figure. Is a made-up. Like, yeah, yeah. Is like a, yeah, a fucking alter ego made flesh. Imagine if you got named Huckleberry Finn and you thought Huckleberry Finn was a good character. And you were like, yeah, no, dude, this is fucking sick. My favorite book and my favorite character ever is Huck Finn. You know? Imagine, if you will. <laughs> so, um, it's, it's just one of those things where I think that I'm just kind of coming into the, the thought that I needed to have in which it's my job not to look at the kid on the hoverboard <laughs> And be like, yo, fuck that kid. <laughs> yo. We were like, all that fuck, kid. Fuck that kid. Yeah. We were all that kid at one point. Exactly. And I just, I want I want him to have a good time. I want him to be able to do whatever it is he's doing and keep vibing and being happy. And then hopefully in time, he will be a happier, more well-adjusted adult than I was because he has more options and more help available to him. Because we need to stop that fuck you, I got mine, and you su- I suffered, so you should suffer too. And I think that's exactly what If encapsulates. Is just the, the final crescendo of that film is, no, we're ending this. We need to move. We need to get better. So, it's, it's, a, it's an iconoclast. Yeah. Yeah. So instead of uh, worshiping iconog- uh, iconography, be an iconoclast. Not that not that shitty new metal band. Get the achievement for taking down all the posters. Oh yeah, iconoclast. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Gamer get. Achievo man. I think we're done. Yeah, I think that's about all I've had to say yeah. about it. Um, but yeah, good film. Kind of uh, kind of thought provoking. You, you, you just didn't really see that in 1968. No. We and, all know. And we continue to not see it. <laughs> it's, yeah, forever in, uh, forever in your peripheral. The, the coming of age. The coming of the, the new generation. Fast behind you. Ready to leave you in a rocking chair. <laughs> by the window. <sighs> Shitting into a diaper. That we all Forever should. and ever. Well, that's another episode of podcast for two people. Appreciate it so much. Um, it's been a it's been a rough time the past year and a half for everybody. I really appreciate everyone uh, coming back and listening every episode. Um, still a joy, and uh, maybe in the future we'll have an episode on Monster Hunter Rise since we're kind of buried in it right now. That's been fantastic lately. Been, been pretty happy with it. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's a good note. <laughs> a good happy note. Yeah. I don't know. Anything, anything else, Brent? You want to say goodbye-bye? No. <laughs> <laughs>